Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, and your chess audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. It's a Wednesday evening, as always, and I don't know what number episode we're on, so I'm not even going to try, <laughs> but I will look at it <clears throat> later when this is posted. Um, but I do know that we've been doing this for around two and a half years now, so I really appreciate everyone who tunes into this. You know, these episodes. Um, it means a lot. So, uh, you know, with that said, I want to jump right into it. Um, it's June, June 21st to be exact. So this is usually the time in the off season where it gets a little quiet, um, where things start to slow down and you start to get to more, um, you know, off season festivities. The players have now gone off, um, in their separate ways for now and come back in July when training camp begins. Um, the Jets obviously still having a few things to do before training camp. Um, you know, a couple examples here, uh, sign Quentin Williams, to a long-term deal, um, get that Aaron Rodgers restructure done, you know, before the start of the season as well. So that's off the books and off, off uh, GM Joe Douglas's mind as the Jets head into training camp and eventually the regular season. Um, and hard knocks. When are we going to get an answer on the HBO special? Um, is it going to be the Jets? Is it not going to be the Jets? I don't think the Jets want to be a part of it, as Robert Sala has reiterated a couple of times here. Um, but for fans, obviously, it's definitely always a treat, um, you know, whatever team's on it every year. So we'll see how that turns out as well. But as of right now, the Jets are chilling out until July. And, uh, you know, the Instagram, I try to post on there now during the summer a couple times a week. It just gets hard <laughs> for fresh content, of course. But um, we went over Adrian Amos last week and what that signing means for the Jets. Um, and how, you know, it impacts them moving forward and what are they going to do now? Um, you know, with the Chuck Clark injury, the second opinion has not yet been released. So, you know, you cross your fingers on it being better than initially expected. But as of right now, the Jets are rolling with Adrian Amos and Jordan Whitehead um, for their defensive back end uh, at safety. So, you know, you, you fast forward a little bit here now and we're... Um, we're at the end of July. Imagine we're at the end of July, you know, training camp. Um, what does the team look like by August, right? Are there any more moves or the any other additional trades or any transactions that the Jets can make now that can drastically improve the team? Yeah, they are. And I want to go into a couple players, you know, that have been in the news recently, uh, most notably DeAndre Hopkins, um, who was released by the Cardinals uh, a few weeks ago, and he's been making his rounds to Tennessee, to New England. Um, he's been going on a few visits, nothing in terms of New York, uh, specifically the Jets here. As of right now, it seems as though they are kind of on the back burner for Hopkins. They don't seem to be too interested in terms of, um, you know, money-wise, salary-wise, you know, is he a fit in New York? Um, obviously, things can change, and obviously, the Jets' feelings could change towards a certain player, but as of right now, it doesn't seem like their pursuit of DeAndre Hopkins is anything to be considered strong. Um, as Robert Sala kind of shot it down, actually, in his press conference, he basically said, you know, we're not, um, you know, this is not, this is a paraphrase, we're not so much kicking the tires on Hopkins, right? We're not so much looking into upgrading our wide receiver position to that hemisphere right now, right? I think they're kind of uh, shooting more for what they have as of right now and then possibly an addition later in the offseason if someone were to get cut um, or released from another team, the Jets could possibly pick them up to be their sixth or seventh wide receiver uh, just to fill some space. But as of right now, the wide receiver room is Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard um, as your top two there, and then Corey Davis, uh, Mecole Hardman, Denzel Mims, um, 
you know, it starts to round out a bit more, right, as you get deeper into the depth chart. And, you know, the Jets now have, you know, uh, not many decisions to make in terms of the wide receiver room because it's pretty much set, right? Garrett Wilson is your star number one wide receiver. He's going to be a number one on this team for a very long time, you would hope. Um, and then they have Alan Lazard, who's coming over from Green Bay. Very good receiver possession guy as well. As a deep threat vertical, uh, you know, attack down the field kind of guy. Aaron Rodgers loves him. A very... Uh, you know, reliable Aaron Rodgers target over the years in Green Bay. So happy Lazard was able to come over from there. Um, and then you have Mecole Hardman, a, you know, a, uh, a versatile threat out of the backfield, out of the slot. He can play on the outside. He's played, you know, many different positions while in Kansas City. And I'm really excited to just watch him on the Jets um, and, you know, play to his strengths in New York. So, you know, just those three players right there, leaving out Corey Davis and Denzel Mims for a second. There's a lot of different... Um, you know, abilities within that group, right? There's a lot of different uh, traits that I think the Jets are going to try to really put to their, you know, put to their strength as the season goes on. And I think Hardman especially presents this speed element that the Jets have not had in quite some time. Um, Braxton Barrios was very fast. He was very, um, you know, agile with the football, um, but he wasn't Mecole Hardman fast, right? He wasn't Mecole Hardman speedy. You know what I mean? Like Mecole Hardman hits another gear when he's, you know, going uh you know to the 30 to the 20 to the 10 like he he, he hits the gear um that i don't think anyone on you know anyone else on this team currently has so you know you bring in a Miko hardman you put him next to garrett wilson you know in alan lazard then you have a you know triple threat out there on offense at all times right in your 11 personnel so that's my kind of uh very very brief brief breakdown of the jets um wide receiver group and their wide receiver core and you know what it's going to look like come september october um and what they could look like on offense with that group because i think they have you know pretty high ceiling um in terms of what they could do with aaron Rodgers. so i'm just really excited to watch them moving forward um and to see how it all gels together because it should be fun um and you know the jets obviously looking into another player here dalvin cook now i wanted to go into him um you know a bit here is you know news News starts to leak, right, when players are close to signing with new teams. Um, I'm not saying this is hard evidence. I'm not saying this is something that we should be gluing our eyes to the screen for quite yet. Um, But, you know, Woody Johnson followed Dalvin Cook on Twitter. Um, And usually that doesn't mean much, right, when someone follows someone on Twitter. It's not a big deal. Um, It's, you know, it's 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 not something to go crazy over. You know, Woody Johnson only follows Jets players. um, So I think it's definitely something to keep an eye on honestly for the next few days as crazy as it sounds social media followings and social media posts are not usually something to take too serious too seriously on occasion right they're usually just you know banter to rile up twitter rile up fan bases you know this is not so much that i feel like this is actually has some has some gas under it so let's see if we can um you know, hang on to this for a few days here if, you know, Woody Johnson still follows him in a couple of days um, or if this news drops in the next few hours, right? Hey, who knows? Uh, I'm recording this at 10.08 p.m. on a Wednesday and, you know, Dalvin Cook is not yet a Jet. Uh, who knows if he will be a Jet? I know the Jets have the salary cap for him. I know they have the need for him as, you know, multiple reports suggest that Brees Hall is going to be ready for week one but not fully ready. If you know what I mean, he's not going to be a full go, right? He'll play maybe five to 10 snaps, you know, for the first few weeks, right? I don't think the Jets are ready to just throw Brees Hall back into the fire after an ACL tear, um, albeit he's young, but they want to, you know, preserve him for later in the season if they were to make a playoff run. Um, you don't want to use Brees Hall in September and October, and then November comes and he's all dried up, right? He's all tired out. 
Um, so you want to try to get him ready to roll by, you know, deeper into October, November, December, January, so you're ready to make that run. Dalvin Cook, if you were to sign Dalvin Cook, it presents, you know, a different element to the offense, right? It presents a different option, a different dynamic. Um, If Brees Hall was not ready for, say, week one or week two or week three, you know, I think these are the the kind of questions that the Jets have to ask themselves when this kind of player is out there on Dalvin Cook. Are we willing to bring in Cook, who is a premier running back in this league for many years at this point now in the Vikings? He's a 1,000-yard rusher almost every season. Um, of course, you have to deal with the shoulder injury that he just got you know, surgically repaired over the offseason. Is he good to go for training camp? Is he good to go for the start of the regular season? These are medical checks and checks that the Jets make before signing a player. Um, so it's not something to be you know crazy concerned about. But as of right now, the Jets are interested, I would say, in Dalvin Cook, right? And I think they've been... Notably interested in a few players this offseason. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox from the Eagles, you know, we heard the Jets had some interest in um, before re-signing with Philadelphia. Um, you know, just kind of players like that, that you saw Joe Douglas poking around and seeing if they could scoop up. Obviously, Douglas was in Philadelphia for, for a few years, so he has that connection with Fletcher Cox. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm really happy that Douglas isn't scared to make a move like Dalvin Cook, right? I'm scared that he, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about him dishing out seven to eight million dollars for a running back who could really help this team throughout the first, you know, few months of the, you know, few months of the calendar year, um, you know, during the 2023 24 season. I think, you know, Cook could prove very beneficial for a team that's looking to make a really deep run. And I think, you know, with Brees Hall not being fully healthy um, to start the season, I think Cook, Michael Carter, Izzy Abitakanda, um, you know, Zonovan Knight, if he were to make the roster, there are multiple options for the Jets to go at running back if they bring in Cook. And it's basically just like Brees Hall didn't get injured, right? Because Dalvin Cook is that good. Brees Hall, I think, is on another level, to be honest, um, because he he he's elite elite. I think we saw that for, you know, the first six or seven weeks of last season. Um, but Cook is very good. He's a top, top echelon running back in this league. I think, you know, if he were to sign with the Jets, um, he would, you know, obviously be a starter immediately. He would, you know, produce immediately and probably start week one. I don't think that surgically repaired shoulder is going to limit him in any way. Possibly in training camp, they would take it easy. But other than that, I think he would do, you know, pretty much fine in terms of playing time and all that. Dalvin Cook has played a bunch of snaps. He's played a bunch of, you know, he's had a bunch of carries. He's he's a veteran running back in this league, a very good veteran. Um, and I am not opposed at all to bringing Dalvin Cook onto the New York Jets. I think he would prove very beneficial. I think he'd be a fun teammate. He looks, you know, seems like a good guy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there, there are really not many negatives other than the salary, you could say, but I don't think he's going to be asking for the moon and the stars, right? I think Dalvin Cook knows that he's coming into a team that's ready to win it now, and I think this is more of a ring chase than a payday is my kind of view on it, uh, to be honest. So, at this point, we wait and see to see what happens, but it looks like Dalvin Cook is interested in the Jets as well because he also followed Woody Johnson and the New York Post, uh, as Cali Jets pointed out on Twitter. So we're going to continue to monitor the situation here is uh, the next few days, next few hours. Who knows um, when when news like this breaks? It's summertime, so um, you know it can break at any moment. There's really no uh, no deadline for this kind of news to break. I think they signed Morgan Moses in like August or something or June. Um, a couple of years back, and then they signed obviously Quan Alexander later into the summer as well. So, you know, it, the, these signings happen um, late into the summer. They happen later uh, near training camp. So, who knows uh, when a signing like this can go down? But you know, it, it's fun, man. It's fun to it's fun to speculate. 
that players actually want to come to the Jets and they want to play with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets quarterback, by the way. Um, it that's never going to get old, by the way, until probably his first snap as a Jet in the regular season. Then then I'll start calming down a little bit. But um, as of right now, we're still on cloud nine. So just wanted to point that out. Um, but with that said, that is 12 minutes of the Game Plan Pod. I hope you guys did enjoy this episode of the podcast. If you have not already, make sure to follow my Instagram, uh, New York Jets Game Plan, and Twitter, at New York Jets Game Plan as well. And make sure to use my code on SeatGeek. Uh, it's Jets Game Plan uh, to get $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek. So you could use that as well. Um, if you're looking to go to a sporting event, concert, anything like that, um, you could use code Jets Game Plan. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll see you guys next week for another one of these. And maybe... A Dalvin Cook signing recap? Who knows?